You're listening to the Stag Sports Network Podcast, only on FairfieldStags.com. Hey everybody, how's it going? Welcome to a brand new episode here of the Stag Sports Wrap. This is going to be a lacrosse season preview show. As we mentioned on our last episode, Drew's taking this episode off. I'm JJ. Thanks as always for checking in with us and you know getting kind of everything that's going on in Stag's athletics. Is really it's all been about basketball over the last couple of weeks. As we're recording right now, we've got swimming and diving up at their MAC championships. We will talk about that on our show next week when Drew rejoins me, but this is all going to be about lacrosse as both the women and the men get going this weekend. Yes, it is February. Yes, it is cold, but hey, that's how the sport rolls, but actually this weekend's looking rather decent for I think the first time we've ever not had snow on the field when the season starts, so big win for us. We're going to have the men in a little bit, but I'm joined by a couple of Players on the women's side, senior attack Libby Rowe and grad student and defender. And as we just found out about two hours ago, all preseason Mac, Caroline Mangan. Guys, thanks so much for taking a few minutes to chat with me. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having Absolutely. us. Absolutely. So looking back at last season, Caroline, I mean, this is one of those years that, I mean, it, does it get old when you're looking down at your, your hand and saying, hmm, it's, a, it's another new ring. It's, it's shiny. <laughs> it, it's nice. I mean, it. It doesn't get old, does it, winning championships? No, it doesn't. Last year was definitely a little bit different. We were on the road for the MAC tournament, which for me was new. And for a lot of people on our team, we've never had that before. And I think that made the win a little bit more special because we had more bumps in the road we had to get over to get where we did. And we did such an awesome job with it. No, absolutely. And Libby, as we kind of look back at that season, I mean, um, you had you know, some tough games, non-conference, you get to league play all of a sudden, goals are flying in left, right, and center, you're winning, <laughs> winning games basically in the middle of the third quarter, and then you have that wall that just happened where it was uh, Siena, Monmouth, and Niagara in a row. How difficult of that time, and for those that are unfamiliar, those were all losses at that point, how difficult was it for the group to kind of dig down deep and say, hey, there's still a bit of season to go, we, we can do this again? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think it was difficult, but I also thought it kind of needed to happen. Like, I think it like brought us all together and yeah. made us realize like we we've got to get our head in the game. Like, I, I I think those needed to happen in order to play well in like all the games afterwards. It's it's funny as well because it almost seems like every season that at least your group has been here, mm-hmm. there's always been some point of adversity, mm-hmm. whether it's in the early season, whether it's in league player, maybe just right before the MAC tournament, but. What is, what does it speak about this group that there's always that rebound that there's always that belief within that locker room? As I know, you guys are a very tight locker room downstairs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the reason we were able to get out of it is because, like you mentioned, like how close we are and like how strong we are as a team. Like I would say, we're basically all sisters. We fight, and like at the same time, like we were like in it together, and that's what helped us get out of it. And Caroline, as we go towards that postseason, now we did actually get one home playoff game. That was in the quarterfinal round. Not the round that you want to be playing in, but you had to get over that line. And then you go up to Siena to play Siena. Ironically enough, for those that remember, they were not the one seed in that tournament, but Monmouth, who were leaving to go to the CAA, they couldn't host. So Siena gets the hosting bid, but you basically had to play the home team in the semifinals. That's never an easy task, right? Yeah, it wasn't easy. We have a, a lot of back and forth with Siena, especially in my going on five years here. We've had some wins, some losses, and we lost them in the regular season last year, and we knew that going to their field, their home turf, this was going to be difficult. And we stuck to each other. We trusted each other. And it felt really good coming out 
on top in that game. And then the game after, it's almost retribution, right? Because Monmouth came here midseason, and they, I mean, it said 21-16 on the scoreline, but if you weren't watching, you could have seen 20-8, to and you'd probably think the same thing. But that just had to feel so good, having that run late in the third quarter. I remember the defense just absolutely locked it down, and really the team just started to pull away. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, Olivia Conquest, who was our goalie last year, she played awesome. And we had a lot of injuries throughout our goalies last year. So, And we said to the defense a lot, we need to trust each other here. And we had huddles and we knew that game in the regular season did not go well. And we just said, put that behind us, trust each other, trust our defense, and we're going to get through this. And we did. And of course, that meant going another chance at the NCAA tournament. And Libby, we we faced Syracuse, a team that probably we didn't think, we as in Fairfield didn't think that we would play last mm-hmm. year. It was also at a neutral site that might have kind of helped things a little bit. And I mean, if there was ever a day to say, man, Fairfield put their flag in the ground, we're here. A one goal loss to Syracuse. The positive, of course, is a great performance, but does that one maybe sting a little bit to say it was right there for the taking? It definitely did sting, but it also like goes to show how much like like what we're capable capable of. Yeah. I don't know. Like I like you said, I think that's the first time like we really put Fairfield on the map, and like I don't know. It, it definitely did sting, but also it was so awesome to play such a good team and be like we. We, we are capable of beating them. And it's funny because earlier that season, Fairfield went out to Denver and mm-hmm. basically played them off their field in the first mm-hmm. half. Credit um, Denver, obviously, for fighting back. Uh, they ended up getting a, a five-goal win, and that was basically B. Barons had to play like an All-American that mm-hmm. day. So do you both think, and I'll ask both of you guys this question, um, does playing teams like that, Libby, help this team get to where the level that they want to be? And for Caroline, since this is you being your fifth year here, we've really seen the level of competition kind of be increased, especially non-conference, which we'll get into in a minute. But Libby, I'll start with you in that mm-hmm. first bit. 100%. I mean, I just think that that loss at the end of our season last year came into this year and like really helped us like um, figure out like how we're going to aim this preseason. Like I felt like it was like a real season. Like We took it very, very seriously, not like we... Ha- have it in the past, but it definitely like was like groundwork. We were like, we have yep. a lot of work to do. Yeah, definitely. And going off of that, I feel like we in the locker room all the time. We've I, a million people, all of us, we've watched rewatched that game and was mm-hmm. like, oh, we were right there. And even rewatching Denver and yep. going from my freshman year to last year playing Denver was like two completely different games. I mean, freshman year didn't even feel like we came close and last year we easily could have went home with that game so I think that we like she said we worked really hard this offseason and we were so focused on wow that game could have went either way at the end there so we really focused on making that our priority for this year and that actually kind of translates nice into what this team is going to play this year we'll speak specifically on the non-conference I mean Laura Field has put together a (laughs) challenging schedule this year but it can reap the rewards if the performances are there Um, Fairfield they open up traditionally with Holy Cross UConn on the road which is another game that Fairfield were right there with UConn ranked at that time last year they're ranked preseason this year um Wagner, which is a team that I know it's a little bit of a uh, sour taste the last time that Fairfield faced them. That was in the opening round of the NCAA tournament in 2019. But some new teams, Vermont won their league last year. Drexel won their league last year. Albany were the finalists in their league. I mean, Caroline, this is... um. This is about as tough as you could probably get. Yeah, it's definitely going to be... It's a tough stretch. And I think that 
I really like that we're playing a lot of teams that won their conference because yep. it puts us head to head against the people who are competing in the NSA tournaments. And I think that in the past we've played some teams that definitely help us, but we need to be playing the teams that are challenging us and whether we're hoping those are all wins because we need that for the later in the season, but it's going to be really exciting just to play really good teams and put everything we've learned to the test and just show other teams what we've got. And also there's kind of that interesting champion versus champion later on in the season when Fairfield plays the Mount on the road, and that will be a very fun game that comes up in mid-April in Emmitsburg, Maryland. But um, now looking at this group a little bit, Libby, you're a part of a huge senior class. I was counting earlier, it's like 13 yes. senior members plus a number of grad students as well. How... Well, first off, what is that senior group like for you? Because you guys have been through a lot together, a lot of championships together. Um, what is kind of the, the motivation for you guys to just keep going again? I don't know. I mean, I just feel like we're all really close, like all 13 of us, even the grad students yep. too. And I think that like we've really created like a culture at Fairfield where we're, we're all close, even with the underclassmen. Like I feel like everyone's comfortable and it's just it's a great group to be a part of, honestly. Yeah, they're great leaders. Yeah, and the grad students as well. You you all had a, an option. Didn't have to come back if you didn't want to, but chose to. And four, that is a, a big number. So did you guys, um, that would be your yourself, Kayla, Nicolette, and Ellie, uh, have those conversations. What were they like to make a decision? Did you want to come back as a group? Was it individual-based? Um, it was kind of a no-brainer. Okay. I think I was the first one because of my injury sophomore year, and then the minute COVID hit and we all heard we were getting our year, we all said, what beach house are we living in? Let's go. <laughs> we're going to live together. And I'm really glad we did it. I mean, we're having the best time, and the senior class has pretty much welcomed us in as their senior class now, mm -hmm. and it's been so much fun, and they're great leaders, and it was a no-brainer coming back. I mean, I couldn't leave this place just yet. Absolutely. And also, you know, it's a big roster as well. A lot of new faces coming in. Uh, I'm curious for maybe those that are a little unfamiliar. Is, I'll, I'll ask, actually ask both of you. Give us one player that we may not be familiar with that we should know, perhaps, by the end of the year. Um, I think uh, Bryn Donnelly. She's yes. one of our freshmen. She's one of our draw takers. She's awesome. And I think a little familiar name is Julia Rigolizzo. Yep. She was a sophomore last year. She has taken on a huge role in our defense this year, and she is going to be phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And also there's one character that we saw at the end of last season, the one who was running with the flag and then became the goal-scoring machine in Sarah Boucher. That For yeah. you, Libby, obviously one of your teammates up mm -hmm. front, that had to be a nice boost to see her. Oh, oh yeah, she so. just doesn't run a flag. She can also play yeah. really well, too. She is like the rock of our team, 100%. Mm -hmm. Like I look, up, I look up to her so much. She's yeah. such a good leader, and I think she's really been working hard, too. So yeah, she's, she's definitely so someone. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, kind of... Just last thoughts from you guys before we get into this season. I mean, it starts on Saturday. We always say it's going to be here before you know it, and yet here we are. Um, I would have to obviously assume the goal is to repeat and maybe even go a step further, but um, Caroline, for you first, and then Libby can follow right after. Mm -hmm. What are your biggest hopes to get out of this season? Um, obviously, as you said, the obvious is getting a ring, but also just taking on any adversity that hits us head on like not getting getting those season lulls like last year instead of no three goal losses not a losing streak just we need to hit every single game head on focus on what's coming and we will be just fine I um, I would say the same thing like not getting in those lumps in the season mm -hmm. and I think that'll start by coming in strong on Saturday and um I don't know. Just speaking from attack perspective, I think we have a really good group. We all know each other. We know how we 
we like to play. So I'm hoping that we'll be good on Saturday. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, guys, I wish you all the best of success. Obviously, we'll be watching every step of the way. But thanks so much for chatting with us and uh, best of luck this season. Thank you. Thank you. So we'll <clears throat> take a quick brief break. When we come back, we'll have a chat with the men's team. But as we said, home opener is on Saturday, February the 11th, 1 o'clock against Holy Cross. Fairfield will be home for the next three Saturdays in February. And then league play will begin in April. And if you can't make it here to Rafferty Stadium, you can watch the Holy Cross game on the Stag Sports Network really right here at fairfieldstags.com. And then all remaining games will be on the ESPN digital platform. So stay with us here on the Stag Sports Wrap, and we'll be back right after this. All right, and welcome back here to the Stag Sports Wrap, this lacrosse season preview show. Thanks to Libby and Caroline talking about the women's season. But now we turn our attention to the men's side, and joining us here on uh, set today is one of our co-captains and redshirt junior Bryce Ford and senior goalie Riley Fitzsimmons. Guys, thanks so much for taking a few minutes to chat with us. I know you just came right out of practice, but let's get into it. I know um, you guys have been putting in the miles in the off season. Bryce, get us up to speed. Uh, how's how's the group looking? Group's looking good. Um, I think we had a solid fall. We were pretty excited about what we were um, looking forward to come springtime. And uh, when it's come to the preseason and the practice that we've strung together, we've got to see a couple other teams and scrimmages. Um, we're starting to piece things together. We're starting to learn a lot. We're a younger group for sure. But um, we have a pretty strong senior class that um, is leading these guys well. And uh, we're headed in the right direction come the first game of Saturday. Yeah, and speaking of the senior class, Riley, obviously part of it. And you're also part of that goalie union as well. And five guys in there, but you are the elder statesman of the group. What has it been like on that side working with the group and getting everybody up to speed? Yeah, I mean, it's been good. We talked a lot in the fall. Uh, we got a very competitive goalie position. Yep. And that's that's honestly a good place to be. You'd rather have that type of problem rather than the other way around. And defensively, we're returning a lot of guys. So systems working a lot better. I feel like a lot of guys, you know, putting in the effort, playing a seven. Yep. So it's been going really well. Yeah, working under Coach Baxter now, obviously it's been a few years, Bryce, so this group has now kind of gotten the idea, the concepts that he wants to go. Where have you seen uh, on your side how the group has grown working with him, obviously having that shortened first season, and then 2021, obviously a difficult go. You yourself were unavailable due to injuries, and then coming back, how, how much progress do you feel like this group has made? Yeah, we've made a ton of progress just from coming in with Coach Bax as a freshman. I've been here just as long as he has, yep. and I've seen the ups and downs of it all. But this uh, this year has been a lot different, just the whole culture piece of it, the, the feel in the locker room. We really feel that we um, we have a group of guys that have been here long enough to really understand the product he wants out on the field and uh, what he wants in the locker room. And when that comes to uh, teammate to teammate, what he wants there, communication relationship-wise. And I've seen a lot of growth, I mean, just – being out there on the on the field, the the energy, the uh, positivity has been great, and um, we're 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 full steam ahead. I feel I feel this group is this group is uh, made for this, and uh, we've we we've been through the ups and downs, yep. so now we're uh, kind of ready to go and 
we know what we uh, got to do. And Riley, especially after last season, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about that in a bit now. This group got awfully close, and you saw the jumps, um, the confidence, obviously, in the offensive side. We obviously led by Jack McKenna, who had a sensational first season. I mean, you don't see those all that often. Defensively, the group was a lot more locked down. You got over the hurdles of getting that first CA when out of the the gate you basically you went up into the last whistle of the season still in it with a chance to get into the postseason how much confidence can you gain from that and also how much the sting of not making it to the playoffs carries over to this season getting guys even more fired up yeah i think we we talked about a few times i think it was three goals was the difference between making it into the playoffs and not making it into the playoffs so just hammering our details all fall all preseason has been a big thing that we touched on so this thing is definitely with us being that close having the last game decide everything and then losing at home so it's definitely been a big motivator for us uh this preseason and then confidence wise i mean that just comes from all our training our practice and then seeing the teams we face in the fall and this preseason right now i think we know that we can play with anybody and we're going to be confident going into the season. No, most definitely. And also with a lot of the young players coming through as well, you as a senior, how much have you enjoyed being that guy that can talk to everybody and say, these are not only the expectations, but these are the values that Fairfield lacrosse, you know, relies on. And, you know, maybe having some of those younger guys kind of bringing some new life, new energy into this program too. Yeah, I think defensively, definitely the energy has been great. I mean, a lot of freshmen got a lot of burn last year. And coming back this year, like the system just seems like it's flowing a lot better. And those guys have grown up a ton in the past year, just with a year of experience. So we're all kind of holding each other accountable to the standard that we want to play as. And that, that's been really awesome to see. Bryce, for you individually, I know obviously difficult to miss all that 21 season, but you get a, a different role for 22, excelled at it. I mean, sensational job last year. What was that transition like for you um, taking on those new respons- uh, responsibilities playing up front? Uh, it, w- it was good. I know um, I was I was pretty bummed out coming off a decent freshman year, ready to roll a sophomore year and uh, getting injured. It, w- it was tough, but I got to learn a lot taking the back seat and watching um, – other guys step up mm. and then last year yeah it was good uh, um with the time being in being able to work off of jack and a guy like max down there at attack it was a lot of fun um i think that group even going into this year we're just a lot more experienced and we're, we're getting used to each other a lot but it was good to finally be back out there last year get 10 games under my belt and really start to uh pick up the the pace of play um no, most yeah, definitely. Good. And I'm curious also, I mean, it's not ever something that you want to have where you have to miss a season, but you also can learn so much just by watching. What were some of the biggest takeaways that you saw about how this group, and, you know, that was the group two years ago, but it's still pretty much a lot of the same core that's here now. So where were some of the things that you're identifying, like, okay, this is something that I need to do to help this group even go to the next level? Yeah, I think it comes just from, like, an accountability piece, sure. um, especially – whether you're injured or not, if you're not maybe playing every Saturday or you're not playing in every single game, realizing that you still can pay pretty big dividends to the team and the success that you can have, realizing the difference you can make there. I think um, I learned a lot in that piece and realized that like even though maybe on the field I couldn't make a difference, there was a lot of things behind the scenes that myself and a lot of other guys can do to really put us in the right direction. And I think Moving forward into this year, we've real, realized that with you're always going to have guys going down with injuries or things come up, but um, 
I think this year a lot of guys have taken on roles and I've taken uh, pride in that to uh, make the team the best we can, even if you're not going to maybe get your name called on Saturday, but Monday through Friday, you're going to still make that difference. Yeah, so I'm curious, actually, if you could peel, both of you guys can peel the curtain back a little bit. And I asked this to the girls a little while ago. Um, who's a player that maybe, like, we might not know their name by now, but we're definitely going to be remembering the name at the end of the year? Uh, Riley, I'll start with you and Bryce. You can follow on after. I'm looking for a, a big year out of uh, Rob Moore, personally. Um, I think he's got a lot of confidence and he's been putting in a ton of work on the practice field. Um, so that that's one name that jumps right out to me immediately. I love that. And that's part of this. I, I love hearing guys talk about their teammates and try to you know build them up, up a little bit. So Rob Moore, a sophomore midfielder from Long Island. One of those guys you can watch out. Bryce, who you got? Who are we thinking here? Uh, I got a couple guys in mind, but love that. A guy, I mean, I think we're familiar with, but I think we don't always hear his name is uh, Zach Antonio. Um, yeah, he had a great year last year. He he was he. I think he flew a little flew a little bit under the radar. He was he had a great year. He's one of our best cover guys, and I think this year gets another year. He's a sophomore now. Last year he was kind of leaning on guys to put him in the right direction. He's kind of finding himself, and I think he's going to make um, a huge impact this year. And on top of that. A guy like Dylan Smith, especially losing Frankie last year. Frankie took the bulk of the face-offs, but I think uh, Dylan will be able to pick up there, and I think he um, he showed a lot of promise this fall, and he um, he's grown a lot. So th- those are two guys that I'm really thinking are going to make an impact this yeah, year. Yeah, definitely. The loss of Frankie Lebetti is going to be one of those big ones. Guy's been a horse for Fairfield for the last five seasons, So and wish him obviously all the best in his future endeavors after uh, playing a little PLL ball last year, just something that you love to see. But are you guys excited that PLL is coming back here, uh, coming up in the summer? Yeah, definitely. Uh, Ryan and I actually uh, made the trip down last summer to come watch, and uh, I think it's good to have that kind of pro ball here at the university yeah how much does it motivate you guys to see like yeah these obviously you've seen these guys on tv you played a, against a bunch of them coming through but you know best product in the world right in our own backyard i mean yeah it's one weekend a season but it's still a great opportunity to not only for everyone to watch but get you guys ready to go yeah um i think that 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 product being in the backyard i think it's it's pretty cool because a lot of the times You'll see you go down to Homewood and Hopkins yep. or places like that, and a lot of guys in the field are alumni from there. And I yep. think coming here, not not aside from Frankie and uh, and a couple other guys, you don't always see people coming out of Fairfield. And I think for us, it just uh, it's another thing that we're trying to use to put ourselves on the map and show that we're. Um, we're a competitive Division One lacrosse team. No, most definitely. Looking ahead at the schedule coming up. Uh, Bax has put together certainly a, a unique lineup in terms of the teams that we're facing to get ourselves ready for league play. Obviously, Richmond's kind of the big game that stands out. They won the SOCON last year. Now in the A-10, Providence, obviously, they're going to look for a little retribution after Fairfield took care of business at home a season ago. And then league play, a couple of new teams in there. No more trips to UMass, but... Stony Brook, again, fascinating how we go down there after hosting them last year. I think you had a pretty good game, Bryce, against them a season ago. Uh, looking to do the same. And then Monmouth and Hampton uh, in the league as well. Conference also led their projections uh, put out for Fairfield for sixth. Um, just a point shot of Hofstra, but we all know this league, Riley, right? It's like 
on a given day, anybody can beat anybody, and it's only going to be within yourselves that can uh, make the difference. Yeah, I think last year, majority of the games were one-goal games. Yeah. Uh, I think it's one of the more competitive conferences in the country, and yeah, I think I think it'll be good. Absolutely. Um, guys, before we let you go, and thanks again for stepping by, uh, stepping by and doing this, uh, some of your own individual expectations. I know for the team it's probably simple. It's got to be get to the playoffs and have a best opportunity to get to the NCAA tournament. But for you both, um, what are kind of your hopes and goals for this season? Um, I think you, you listed off there that some of these opponents we have, I think uh, goals are just take advantage of this regular season and kind of put ourselves in the best shape when it does come conference time to kind of uh, take charge there because we, we are playing um, some of the blue blood, you'd say, of the conference that have been there for a while in the front half of our conference schedules. So come out to a hot start there. So I'm hoping that uh, we co- we come out fast, um, get ourselves ready with our out-of-conference, and then when it comes to conference, we're, we're, we hit the ground running and we really um, take charge this year and uh, make that conference playoffs and hopefully uh, end up having a championship. Most definitely. Yeah, and just I'd say living up to our expectations. Uh, in the past few years, I feel like we know that we can be that team. And this year, just coming out and giving everything. Um, yeah. Awesome. Riley, Bryce, thanks so much for uh, taking a few minutes to chat with us. Appreciate it. Yep. Thanks yeah, for thank having you. us. Absolutely. So for those who want to get involved and come on out to Rafferty Stadium, Fairfield's home opener Wednesday night game against our Crosstown rivals, Sacred Heart. That's on the 22nd of February, 7 p.m. start. Get your tickets as well. Fairfieldstags.com is everything or everywhere that you need to go for that information. That's going to do it for this special episode of lacrosse season preview on the Stag Sports Wrap. Drew will be back with me next week and we'll break down the early season's results for lacrosse, as we mentioned, also swimming and diving up their MAC championship tournament and baseball and softball getting underway as well. So we will chat all about that next week, and uh, we will talk to you then. Till next time, go Stags. Thank you for listening to the Stag Sports Network podcast. For past and future podcasts, visit fairfieldstags.com.